Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number three. It is five o'clock on this Monday. Yeah, those of you in Savannah are getting soaked right now. Please be careful. It was awful in Macon earlier today, early this morning, mid-morning. It was rough out there. They're bad drivers. And, you know, here, let me offer you a little piece of advice. Now, not that I am the Dalai Lama of, of driving, but if you're going slow and you're worried about being in the rain and you have your caution lights on during a rainstorm, don't get in the left lane. Whew. I just don't. And look, all you great policemen out there, and God bless you. I'm on your side. Don't don't think I'm not. I wish you would arrest people going slow in the left lane. I mean, it's like they don't have any idea, any clue that slower traffic keep right. Maybe we need more signs up to be able to say that on the roadways because it's like, and I don't go that fast. Well. Sometime. But I don't go that fast. But my God, it's the people in the left lane that drive slow that I just want to have them deported. So if you're one of those, just get in the right lane. Go slow. If if you're in the right lane going slow, Mom, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. It's no big deal. It's okay. But, man, get out of that left lane for crying. I mean, today I was on 75. Raining like a dog. And here's somebody, obviously nervous about driving in the rain. Caution lights on, but in their left lane. And I wanted to say, hello, ding, ding, ding. But anyway, you just can't all be great like me when it comes to driving in the rain. Uh, Macon, uh, one Robin's getting a little rain right now. East of Macon's getting a little rain right now. Savannah, you're getting covered. Oh, God, Brunswick. Nahana, Brunswick. Y'all are getting some big-time showers, so please be careful. I mean, please. By the way, just saw on Twitter, the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are, um, I guess, parting ways with Mitchell Trubisky, the first quarterback change for Arthur Smith as the New offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a rumor over the weekend that they are going to go after Ryan Tannehill as their new quarterback in Pittsburgh. See why we needed Arthur Smith gone no matter what, guys? Uh Uh-huh. I don't think I wanted Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback for the Falcons, but let him go to Dallas. I mean, rather to Pittsburgh. Speaking of Dallas, Mike Zimmer has been named as the new D.C. in Dallas for the Cowboys. Rex Ryan was trying to will himself in that job, but didn't happen. They, in fact, brought back their former D.C. for like 12 years. He's coming back to Dallas to be on Mike McCarthy's staff. We'll see if that helps. To the phones we go, Mike and Cordell. Now, Mike, can't you verify for me that if you're going slow on a four-lane, you got to get in the right lane, right? Get in the right lane. Don't turn your flashers on. Hell, I mean, give me, Lord. Heck, everybody knows it's raining. I know. And some people are scared and nervous about 
about it. But just get in the right lane. Then then if we want to go past you, it's no big deal. But when you're left lane, you're not supposed to be in the left lane. No, you're blocking everybody. I know. And, I know. Well, hey, you ought to be a mailman driving down a dirt road like a day like day. I know. Thank God I didn't have to because I've been out of work for about three or four days. So, you okay? Right. Oh, I fell and messed up my rotator in my right shoulder. Oh, like God, so you can't pitch on Wednesday. No, no, but I, I good thing I'm a righty. I just scare them to death. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But it, listen, last night's football game, before I get to the Braves, uh, all San Francisco had to do, I would have thought they would have put a spy on Patrick Mahomes. Fourth and one, they stopped him, game's over with, but they couldn't. No. And after he went. That's because they backed up and spread out on defense, and you know what that leads to. Yep. You give him, you know, he's he's that good. You give him something, he's going to take it. So, hey. All right, let's get to the Braves. It's getting time. What do we? What do you think we need right now? Well, I don't know if we need anything. I mean, I I like the roster. I I always wouldn't mind another pitcher, but I I think uh, I like the depth. I like I like the bullpen depth. I mean, we've got to keep people healthy. We've got to get Tyler Matzik back from Tommy John. Um, I, I want to see the fifth stars competition. I want to see what Enoa can do. I mean, I, I don't think from a outside source we need anything per se. I mean, I still wouldn't mind Trevor Bauer, but I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, I, I mean, Mike, I think they're a great roster on on paper. I think it's a great, great team. I mean, that 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 bunch of hitters—they're not going to forget how to hit. They got to stay healthy to put up the same kind of numbers they did last year. There's no question about that. But I think you can say, okay, could Harris be better? Yes. Could Kalnick, of course, the new left fielder, be better? Yes. Um, all the other guys should be able, even if they do 85% of what they did last year, it's still unbelievably good numbers, right? And then I, I just can't wait to see Chris Sale. I, I, I am so excited about that because I just think people are. Are, are harping too much on the fact that he has had some injury-plagued seasons the last few years, but it's not like, with the exception of his Tommy John, that it's been a lingering arm issue like it was for Mike Hampton 15, 16 years ago when he was trying to come back from that and took forever. Um, so I, I like the team right now, to be honest with you. How about you? You feel, feel like there's anything that we per se need? only thing that I feel like we could use – is somebody off the bench, and when I say a utility player, yeah, that's it. you know, if somebody gets hurt on that infield, you know, when we had Lopez, of course, I mean, well, now they brought in a kid from the Mets, Luis Guillorme, who is, is um, they signed him to a one point one million dollar contract, and he's he's versatile and he can play all over, more defense than than offense. I mean. I think in today's game, Mike, if one of your guys goes down, you you almost hope there's someone who could just play good defense and and hold the fort offensively, but not be what your normal guy is. And I I think Yorme can be it. Um, they've got this Fletcher guy that they got from the Angels who has um, 
you know, could go down the minor leagues if they need him to. He's on a non-roster uh, invitee coming into camp. We'll see about him. I mean, I don't know how good they are, but there are a couple of guys that could fill that bill that you're talking about. I believe, like I said, it's that's the only thing I, right. I feel like we need. Now, I did hate to see Jesse go to – yeah, to Chicago, but yeah. he'll be back before the end of the year. <laughs> well, I I think they're just ready to move on. And you know what? That was to me that made me feel like since they didn't bring Jesse back because they love Jesse, that that they're okay with their depth. Um, Jesse would have been very easy to say, let's just bring him in for the heck of it. But I I think they feel good about their depth. I really do. And going into camp, I mean, and I asked Alex this a couple of weeks ago. About Enoa, I said, do you feel like Enoa is, is kind of ready to go? And he said, coming into camp, he's healthy. We'll see how he, of course, does when he gets there because he's coming back from Tommy John. But, man, you think about him. And, and you know, you think about, well, what if A.J. Smith-Shaver wins that fifth starter's job? Then Elder goes to the bullpen. Maybe is the long guy that, that Jesse was last year. Then Reynaldo Lopez goes to the bullpen. You Then you've got Enoa as a wild card. So, I, I, I kind of felt like when they did not bring Jesse back, just because they love the guy, that they, they feel good about their numbers going into camp, which is a good thing. As far as pitching the bullpen, I feel great. If, if and I agree with you, that's an all, not only an all-star lineup, a World Series lineup. Yeah. The only thing that, I, like I said, every, Jesse Chavez was a, fan favorite. Yeah. I hate to see him go. But that that's the only one that I, I I'm kind of wondering about is is uh, uh depth on the bench yeah. as far as the infield goes. Yeah. Well Fletcher and Guillaume Way um it's G U I L L E R M E are the two that I think they're gonna look at. And you know um We'll see. We'll we'll see if those two fill the bill. I mean, they they both can play all over the place, which is good, because uh, you know they love the versatility. But the other thing is, I mean, with this lineup, here, here's one thing that is different from the Braves compared to other teams. This lineup is is full of players who play every day, so it's not like you know there's a lot of platoon guys that are needed necessarily. David Fletcher or Guillaume is kind of like um, uh, Adrianza last year. Hell, he was on the roster for, like, first, what, two months and barely played a game because everybody was playing every day. So they're, they're really insurance policies at this point. You don't need pinch hitters anymore. Um, so it's a little bit different, but you want insurance policies. You want guys not only on your big league team, and I tell you, it's just as important to have them at AAA, you know, and, and they've brought some other – veteran kind of quad a guys in for that role as well so that will be something to watch in spring training for sure all right mike thank you very much we appreciate it good stuff let's keep on rolling here now and go to wade in jacksonville next hey wade how'd you like the game hey. yesterday uh, i love it because i love shanghai losing i love every minute of it yeah he 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 got cocky again didn't he well here i like matt ron he's done it he, he's done a great job at cbs he was. He was really good. I thought so too, Wade. I'll tell you what. You know what? I think uh, 
everybody can understand why we didn't get Belichick. I mean, Arthur Blank had the same pride. I listened to it. But then, you know, Ramin Morris, they all love him. Everybody loves the guy. I mean, shoot. Yeah. I mean, look at Ramsey and former players. Players point with him, you know, as a coach, you know. Yeah. They do. I mean, everybody seems to like him a great deal, and and so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm um, I'm anxious to see what he can do. I am. I'm I'm trying to be behind him, Wade. Well, here's the deal: if I had to get a quarterback, I would go for uh, Kurt unless he wants a whole ton of money. He's worth it. You know what I mean? No, he's going to want forty million dollars. So here's the bridge. You know, if I did that, I'll get uh, what you call. Lay down the first round um, quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, J.J. McCarthy. Well, you probably want to back up and do that. Then later in the first round, get a take his first. If you get two second round picks, if, if, well, if Jacksonville win. signs Ridley, they'll get a second second rounder. So it depends That's on what's going to happen with that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they get that, wouldn't that be the best way to do it? Or? Well, I. I don't know yet. I don't know about these quarterbacks. I mean, I I, I am interested in, in Daniels. I think Daniels, I, I saw a lot of him, obviously, in the SEC, and I am interested in him. I I think that Justin Fields is, is going to be a possibility because I think the, the Bears are going to trade him. And for the right price, I think that's interesting. I don't think that necessarily negates getting a young quarterback. I think it negates getting one maybe at – in the first round, but, you know, would Penix fall to the second round? Well, I may be interested in that. You know, what if you had Fields and Penix on the same team and then you you had Zach Robinson to try to really develop both of those guys? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the options are endless, to be honest with you. I, I think it's just nonstop, and, and I, I, I just don't know the answer yet, Wade. I don't have a favorite. I mean, I, I'm I'm warming up to the idea of fields because I think, um, and I really think that could be the the best combination of things to happen. If 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 you have to pay too much to go from eight to three, that you don't want to do that, then give up a second or a third or two thirds for fields. Give him a shot. See if Penix does fall to the second round, or God help me, Bo Nix. And and then you'll have two possibilities moving forward. Um, I'm not giving Kirk Cousins forty million if it's if it's my money. I'm just not. And I'm you know I mean I mentioned Baker. I'm not giving Baker thirty million. I mean I, I'm not giving Baker three years, a hundred million dollars or whatever he may want. If it's in the twenties, I may be interested. But but you know we they, they got to find the right one. We found out again. How important it is to have great quarterbacks? You know, Atlanta had a great quarterback seven years ago when they went and lost. There were two great quarterbacks in that game last night. You got to have a great quarterback, and and it may take a couple of swings at bat before the Falcons get that great quarterback. That's why I'm worried about the swings, you know. And um, I'll tell you what, our defense. I'm we're gonna miss. Uh, I hope we don't miss uh, Milton here. And Jacksonville? No, they won't. Because yeah, we're from, from 31 they to 11. Won't. Yeah, that's a big jump. I mean, I, I don't know about this Lake guy, Jimmy Lake. I mean, I don't know about this. But, I mean, Nielsen did a good job. But they were mainly better because their talent was better. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Nielsen. But, my God, compared to last year, the talent was much better. And we had a great 
quarterback play any play on our quarterback position, we would have won the playoff this year. I well, really think we would have won 12 games this year. Well, they got they've got to get some more talent because they're. I mean, watching that game last night told me they they ain't nowhere near that. They they need more help. That's for sure. Will in North Carolina is next. They will. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. Is that, is that Shanahan? Is this that is this Kyle Shanahan? Shanahan? Yeah, bingo. That was my Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. Bill, you're on it today. You can't get nothing by you. I mean, he choked again, so, didn't he? The man is so intelligent. He can't even figure out overtime rules. I mean, he's a wizard. Golly, that's just. I mean, even for them to admit that, just that's yeah. crazy, isn't it, Will? Yeah, I mean. My next question is how many more deep eighteen uh hip uh bumps can uh, Travis Kelsey give the big red Andy Reid out there without breaking his hip? I mean Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I well, mean, you know, they're competitive and it's and you know, the right. juices were flowing and everything. I mean he loves it. They all love Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a lovable teddy bear type guy. He seems oh. to have a great personality. They seem to respect the hell out of him. So that was the heat of the moment stuff, and and I I get it. I mean, it wasn't great, didn't look good on camera by any means, but I think he just wanted to be out there, and he was frustrated he wasn't. It's the second time, second or third time this season. I know he done it during yeah. the Vegas game. Plus, I mean. he's probably just frustrated because Taylor's not. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think they're eating chicken fingers late into the night. So sports center is I don't know, but. I mean, my God, he breaks Andy Reid's hip out there on the field. We're going to have a problem. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, Andy, Andy's uh, – I like him. I like him a lot. I'm happy for him. You know, they ran him out of Philadelphia, and and he had had some good years there, but he never could get over the hump. And, again, it shows you coach plus quarterback, right? They never had the perfect quarterback for him in Philadelphia. They had good teams. He goes to Kansas City and they strike pay dirt with with Mahomes and look what's happened. It, it's it's got to be that combination. I think that's something I've learned with the Falcons process and just looking at everything. Okay, sure, you, you can say, well, Tom Brady, he, you know, I could coach him and he may be able to win a Super Bowl. Okay, whatever. But you can't tell me that Belichick wasn't important to Brady and Brady wasn't important to Belichick. And last night, you know, when when when. <laughs> When Kansas City got the ball back before regulation, I knew they were going to score. Didn't you? Yeah. I, I knew mean, at the least they were going to tie it up, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you can't give Patrick Mahomes two shots. I no. Mean, uh, no, and but with Bucker being that good of a kicker, hell, all they had to do was get about 35, 40 yards. They were ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they just shot them. San Francisco-wise, they shot themselves in the foot. You don't give them two times. I mean, that's what makes Kansas City – so dynamic. I mean, they own the fourth quarter, and they own like the clock ticking down. They own overtime if it was getting there just after Buffalo Bills. I mean, they own. They, manip- I'm not gonna say they manipulate. They just know how to play in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, well, you know, Matt Nagy was good for him as a coordinator. They're bringing Eric Bieniemy, I think, back to be on the staff in some capacity. Uh, and you know, Andy's just um, he's just 24 years. I mean, it's like. I was saying with Belichick, you can't beat that experience. And, you know, he, he um, he's really good, and that combination is just lethal last night. And, you know what, it obviously, by what they said afterwards, it pissed them off that they've been the underdogs the last couple of games. I think that spurred him along too, don't you? Yeah, I don't 
I kind of understood them being underdogs to the Ravens, but I didn't understand them being underdogs to San Francisco. Me neither. I mean, Me I mean neither. they had the Kansas City's had the best defense the past month. I mean, I mean, yes, San Francisco has the names, but I mean, on defense, I didn't get that. Had, Kansas City's had the best defense, so I call postseason. Yeah, I just I didn't understand that at all. It never seemed to move too much off that, so that was kind of weird to me, and it pissed them off. I, it would have yeah. pissed me off too to be if I'd have had if I'd have had two Super Bowl championships in four years, and all of a sudden I'm playing a team that I mean I'd just be pissed off about that too, to be honest with you. I don't see why they can't get another one. You think they can get another one next year? Well, I mean, if they lose Chris Jones, that's going to be tough for him. I mean, he's ridiculous up front there on defense. And, that you know, that's Spagnola obviously did a great job for him, no question. He's a great coordinator. He's done this four times now with the, with the team as the D.C. But, my gosh, that's a, that's a hell of a player there in the middle. If they if they lose him, that's going to be tough for him. All right, but bring on the Braves. I'm, All right, I'm yep, it's almost here. Two days, can't wait. Thank you, Will. All right, four seven eight six four six ESPN. Two on hold. Two lines open. Back right after this. You know, I've come to a conclusion in my old age that Clara on the Andy Griffith Show was up to no damn good. I just looked on the guide here and the. Next episode coming up at 5.30 on TV Land is Aunt B's Invisible Bow. And she made it up that she was dating the milk and eggs man over there in Mount Pilot. All because Clara was trying to convince her that she was interfering in Andy and Helen's romance. And it was just a lie. And Clara did that earlier in the series when she tried to hook up Aunt B with the guy at the laundry who spilled his ashes of his cigarettes on the suits. Mr. Goss, Eddie, formerly of Macon, don't you think Clara, I mean, she was just a damn troublemaker, wasn't she? I'm glad you brought that up, Bill, because I've, I've always thought that. I've stayed through Clara. She's one of them behind-closed-doors ladies, I think. Because mm-hmm. she, you know, she was slim. She was she wasn't bad looking for the times, you know, but she she never had Aunt B's best interest in mind. Correct. She always had hers first. Yeah, tried even to trying be, to screw her on the pickle deal, you know? Yeah, but there was some bad-ass pickles, Bill. Kerosene. Man, they, they, they were awful. That's a, one funny episode right there. Hey, 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 Eddie. Sir? Shoe fly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Yeah, I just got from the secret text line. Claire's a bitch. I agree. Yeah, she 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 is. But but uh, get get to the Super Bowl when when he took the ball first in overtime. I like to fell out of my chair. Crazy. And then and then I'd like to know how tight is. I tied his butt got on that first play when they like to throw it to a red shirt in overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, and but I thought his clock management down the stretch because knowing if Mahomes got the ball, you're gonna be in trouble, and that miss extra point was really looming, looming real big. Oh yeah, and I thought he could have done a little bit better job using his his, his running game. But yep. anyway, with all that said, I was just I was just so happy because of what he done to us while we had that five minute instant replay overview on Julio's great catch, you know, and 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 he was plotting now he was just going to ram it 
down Bill Belichick through there, you know, and Dan <laughs> Quinn didn't have a clue what was going on. He said no there. Atulio's catch, I think he broke into a five-minute version of Everything is Beautiful by Ray Stevens and didn't have a clue what was going on in the football game. You know, and then, then, then you, you know, he, he took it from us, Bill, so I, I didn't want to see him. Win. Well, but, but like that tweet said earlier that I retweeted, how in the world can he be that stubborn to not learn from his past mistakes? I mean, that – Again, and I I know I'm thinking because of what happened seven years ago, but there I am in the third quarter yesterday when he had a very slight lead, seven to three. And it's like, okay, I know it's a lot of time left on that clock. A lot of time. Not a big lead by any means. But, damn, you, you know your defense is going to have to go and battle Patrick Mahomes. They got to be as as sharp and as rested as possible. And you come out there in the second half throwing the ball. I I, I was like, what the hell is he doing? I, I just I don't know. It's like they, you know, we talk in baseball sometimes about how managers overmanage, but I think coaches just get so cocky and just feel like they've got all the answers. And again, to be stubborn enough to not learn from your past mistakes, you know, Eddie, that's just damn damn stupid get, Bill, when you're dealing with somebody that thinks they're the smartest person in yeah. the room at all times. They and hear it all the nothing. time. You know, how many times has he heard about how great of a court call player he is? Oh, just over and over, you yeah. know, and, 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 and that, that, that's, that's what you get, you know, they, they had so many chances to, to, to almost ice the game in the first half, you know, and things, you know, didn't work out here and there, but Heck, I was happy. I, I, I did. That's what he put me through that night. I mean, at twenty three, I'm dancing through a living room in Bloomfield and making Georgia holler, "We gonna win the Super Bowl. We gonna win the Super Bowl." And then the curse of Shannon hand hit me because he didn't want to just win the game. He wanted, he wanted to really whoop Belichick bad, you know. Yeah. And well. it, it, it what Bill is little band syndrome. <laughs> and I'm his daddy, you. his daddy had it too in Denver. Mike, he had it. Yeah, ain't no daddy had. But but can I talk about this Alabama mess just a minute before I have before I have to yes, go? Sir. Yes, sir. I tell you what, this this is a bigger story than they they making it out to be this grub guy, because the Seattle newspapers reported this morning that they they've known about this for a few weeks and they kept it in the can until this thirty day window run out. <laughs> On, wow. on these players transferring, and that's that dirty pool right there. And I just, I just think that that could have some repercussions on Alabama recruiting, and 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 just just on you know their overall brand a little bit because that's kind of low down. You might have had some guys that might have liked that offensive coordinator, but if they had known that they might have split. You know, yeah. And it it's just it's just it's just underhanded. It ain't illegal, but it's underhanded. Well, you're right, and and uh, you know, I I think we all knew he was going to go to the NFL. I mean, it had been it had been talked about, and yeah, I bet he never even moved to Alabama, did he? No, I doubt he did. Why would he have done that if he went back to Washington? I can't imagine he would. Do you? Gee, what I heard, what I heard, Bill, was he went he went to a Waffle House and halfway through his meal, he said, <laughs> "I can't eat this crap." And he got left. He kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, 
But I got, Bill, I got one more good story I want to share with okay. you. This comes from a reputable source. Okay, I mean, let's hear it. A reputable source. He swore, he swore to God it was true because he okay. knew a guy that was in the room. But this was back when J.T. Daniels was at Georgia. And, he, you know, he was starting the season, had a couple of good games to start with. Then we went into that that old bleak mess or whatever it was around that Vandy game. Well, anyway, Kirby's sitting in the office with Ron Corson, J.T. Daniels, a very involved parent, and J.T. Daniels' doctor. And the do- they tried to tell Kirby that J.T. ain't ready to play yet. And Kirby looks over at Ron and says, Ron, what do you think? Do you think J.T.'s ready to play yet? And Ron says, Kirby, I think he's ready to play right now. And then the daddy pops up and says, well, we can't play yet. We ain't quite physically able to, to get back out there. And so Kirby just looked at him and said, you California. And then there's a word that kind of goes with a female anatomy mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. And he, he got up and walked out of the room. And that was the end of JT Daniels. Because yep. we got a coach up there that's got a, you know, a you pair. hear these people. He's got a pair. And you hear these people talking about, you know, college football's heading toward contracts with schools and then future unionization and all that. Well, damn, the first time Kirby's got to deal with a shop steward, I'd like to be sitting in there listening to it. That'd be must-see TV. Yeah, I mean, I heard a variation of that, and I believe it's true, to be honest with you. I do think it's true, and I think, you know what, I just look back on that, and we're very fortunate. Um because I, I, I'll tell you this, when it was Kentucky, and we didn't know if JT was going to go against Kentucky, and I walked into the press box and someone said the same thing that you were referring that Kirby said in that meeting, and I'm like, well, screw him, forget him. And, of course, everything changed. So we're kind of lucky it happened, kind of lucky we found out then and not later. You know, Eddie, that's how I look at it. I don't get called much. Bill. Yeah. That put Joe Bauer in the Hall of Fame after all the all with Sheffield and Andrew and Dale Murphy and all them. It wasn't as bad as as, as who was it? Harold Harold Baines. Harold Baines. Going in there. Harold yeah. Baines. It it wasn't quite as bad as that, but it was pretty doggone close. Well, Mauer had a good career. I mean, he's got – go look at his numbers. He's got good numbers, but I was a little surprised he went in that quick. And, hey, you need to call all the time. You're one of our favorite callers. What the heck? Me and Spock built this show. Me and Spock. you daggum right. Man, we, we built this city. <laughs> we built this city of sports talk radio. <laughs> You're dogs. right. You call all the time, Eddie. You know that. Yeah, go dogs. All right. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad I opened up a can of worms with this Claire, Clara thing. I'm not the only one who is uh, against Clara. She was just up to no good. There was a problem with her. Unless I'm not answering that question. Ken from Cumming, Hello. Well, you know my stance on Clara. You read my communication. I think she kind of had a little bit of an affection for me. You think that's why she was trying day. to get, exactly. get her to? Uh-huh. Maybe. Well, that's kind of kinky in the 60s there. Well, you know, that kind of goes with my, you know, 
My, anyhow, we'll, uh, we'll close that door. Bill, you Thank are you. looking live in Macon, Georgia. Did you not love that or what? Oh, my God. Come on. Was, I didn't see the fr- first part of it, no. but I, it was oh. unbelievable. I, I watched probably the last 40, 42 minutes of it. It was great. It was it, it was, was a great show. I loved it. And, and you know what? Even people who watch that, they still can't comprehend what that was, no. can they? No, no. And, 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 and uh, you know, I didn't know this uh, last night um, while you were watching the Puppy Bowl and the rest of us were watching the actual game. <laughs> Jim Nance made a comment that, uh, yeah. you know, Brett Musburger needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and he is 100% correct. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. I looked at that list. I mean, Joe Buck's yeah. in there. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Um, I know <laughs> Joe's been doing the NFL since 96, so that's 28 years, but I mean, we're talking really? about a signature no. human being here for broadcasting on the NFL. And I, I was amazed that all hmm. of those people, I mean, even Jimmy, you know, give me a break. Give they, me a break. All... Those are sig- – that was uh, – again, it's like Monday Night Football. I've tried to, tried to explain to people about how Monday Night Football used to be. The, the strength of Monday Night Football is very similar to how – how the NFL today was 40 years ago. It was unbelievable, and it was mainly because of those cast of characters. And it was, but just to hear that music again was awesome, wasn't it? And Phyllis George, she was a, and Jane Kennedy, they were both unbelievable. They were, number one, they were good. Number two, they were beautiful, and they fit in perfectly. It's a shame they didn't bring Jane Kennedy back after Phyllis George went to the morning show on CBS, which, you know, there's been about 150,000 people that have tried to be on the morning show for CBS, but Phyllis didn't last but like six months. She should have gone back to the NFL today because it was just great to have that female on there, and they were both great. They were really, really good at what they did. People have no concept in the in the 70s, late 70s, 80s, if you were on Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell, see, hmm. and, and that's where, you know, it's so, I, I just chuckle at myself, and I know you do too, although you're much younger than much, I am. Old much, man. And Eddie. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Howard Cosell would come on and do like four highlights of games on Sunday, and by God, if your team showed up on there, oh my God, you, you were got like, oh my God, I'm oh, yeah. talking about Your leg went up. Oh yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. And Big time. And now, but nowadays, it's like, what are you talking about? That was huge. I, I mean, know. and just. Uh, and I, I applaud ESPN for trying to recapture that by hiring Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who are yeah. good together. But it's well, still, you know, and they ought to they ought to put Berman on there. You know, and, and Berman was on there last <laughs> night after the game. And I yeah. know he's Fred Flintstone. And, you know, he, I looked him up, too. He was 68 years old. But, you know. Berman still has that aura of being Mr. Big Shot and everything. He would be funny on that money. And he did that for many years, right? He used to do kind of what, what Howard oh, yeah. did. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's just it'll never be the same. Those cast of characters, I mean, they were all drunk, number one. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you had Howard who literally didn't have to spray potpourri on his poop because he thought it really smelled good. And then, you know, Danny Don, who was drunk, and Frank Gifford, who was great, and Al Michaels, Keith Jackson, whoever. It doesn't matter who was in there. Fran Tarkin was in there. Hell, I think O.J. was in there before he started killing white people. It was unbelievable. Yours truly had a really nice bet going yesterday, and guess what I lost by? 
half half a point. Did you bet on the over under? Oh, I took the over. Okay, yeah. what did it wind that up being? Very- well, my over was 47 and a half. Oh. Yeah. Ask Oof. me how much I would have won with my bet, Bill. Ask me. How much would you have won with your bet? $780. Damn. Yeah, Half I heard that last point. night. I, I, no, I saw that on on Twitter when Not it got fun. to twenty five, twenty two, and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Um, Sad day for me, personally, because I know what you're going to be doing for the next nine months, and that's okay. I'm going to call him periodically, but the Bill Shanks baseball guy is going to kick in, what, tomorrow? Is that about how long? Kicked we'll in today, about, about an hour and a half ago. You just missed it because you were supposedly working. But, yeah, no, it's it, – and because last night, for those of you who don't know, I tweeted out, it's time for baseball, and then I have put yep. hashtag Braves, and then I added with a message to our good friend Ken from coming here, time to kick some Dodgers ass. <laughs> going to be an interesting spring and summer, Mr. Mm. Shank. Yeah, Surely just get, get all your players' immigration papers so they won't be deported. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Right, go dog. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, we got three on hold. We'll get to Andy, Ken, and J-Red. J-Red calling up twice in one month. Let's be calling to talk about that big Braves outfield with Pache and Waters. Phone line open. We'll try to get to you. Back with more right after this. Yeah, I think we've exposed the problem with the Andy Griffiths show, Clara. She's kind of the Gladys Kravitz of Mayberry. Remember Gladys Kravitz? Getting good feedback on Clara, troublemaker. Back to the phones, J-Rad in Macon. Hello, sir. Bill, you know who was the problem with Andy Griffiths? Helen. She was always never-ending mad about something. I know. I, I never liked Helen and don't know anyone who ever liked Helen. Do you? No, I liked uh, Peg. He was Peggy. the one he should have married. Damn right. How about the nurse who tried to give Raph Hollister the shot? She was pretty hot, too. <laughs> right? You remember the one that got locked up? Remember her? Oh, yeah. She had it going on. Yep. Um, and then, oh and then um, the kind of the cousin that old, uh, not cousin, but kind of the family friend that had left her boyfriend and was kissing on Andy there at the end. That he- Helen was jealous of everybody. Helen was je- jealous of Clara for crying out loud. Yeah, she was always mad. She was. She was. was. I didn't like. The only reason Helen was the one is because Andy Griffith was boinking her. Yeah, he probably was. Now he was. It was he, was. he was having an affair with uh, Anita Corson or whatever Corson or whatever her name was. <laughs> hey, listen. I don't. I've lost my train of thought. But um, what about that Peyton Manning commercial? I told everybody he'll hawk any product that comes down the pike. He's a whore. He's a media whore is all he is. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. But by gosh, if you ask him to promote anything, he'll do it, won't he? I think I'm going to ask him to sponsor my sarcasm or something. Yeah, you know what they should have done is they should have had a – this is really good. I just thought of this. They could have used his forehead as a billboard to promote all kind of products. Just put a green screen on his forehead. Just think of all the things that you could have gotten on the damn forehead with that. Thesuperstations.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would fit right across it. (laughs) Hey, man, Mahomes, I mean, he's just – he's clutch, ain't he? He's unbelievable. Yeah, he is. I mean, you just can't. He's one of those. It's like you can't bet against him. 
You just can't. He, I mean, he's not perfect. I mean, he lost a couple of years ago, obviously, to Tampa Bay with Tom. But, I mean, he, he's, you just can't bet against him. He's so, so clutch. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, well, my final thoughts, at least, least maybe for a while, we won't have to deal with the queen of lipstick for a while. <laughs> she likes to put it on there, doesn't she? Boy, she loves Golly, it. I know it. I know it. I think it's all a farce. Something tells me it's all fake. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I wonder how many rabbits had to die for that lipstick. <laughs> Good question. All right, Jay Rad, thank you. Bye. <laughs> uh, let's see. Andy and Royston. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, Bill? I'm great. Thanks for calling. All right, I got one question. What is worse? Is it a driver in the left lane going slow or someone with their bright lights on that will not dim the lights? Oh, I think a driver in the left lane. You I mean, think? I can I, yeah, I just I can't I can't take that slow drive in the left lane because there's just no respect and not no no no. The the I think the 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 bright lights is just a lack of respect and don't give a crap about you. The the drive in the left lane is just being ignorant. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, that's what I just I can't stand when the the, the bright lights. That, oh yeah, that but I just I just put my bright lights on and blind them back. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I do too. But I'm not one day I'm going to crash head first or something. Yeah, but, I don't know. Um, okay, now I do got a question about, well, one, the Super Bowl. I didn't care. I was screwing both. I, I didn't care. It was one of those deals. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad. I'm glad football's that's over. Now we can go to the Falcons and let them screw up the offseason. Let's hope not. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but, no, so I got a question for you about the Braves. They start Wednesday. Who is uh, maybe, I don't necessarily mean under the radar, but who's the next guy in the minor leagues for pitching after A.J. Smith-Shaver and Hurston Walter, is it J.R. Ritchie? Is it Owen Murphy? Is no, Ritchie's Rich, coming back from Tommy John. I mean, I think Murphy will go to double-A. Uh, well, I, I mean, Schwellenbach for me is the one to watch. I mean, I, I think, you know, Spencer is totally a year removed from being a year removed, if you will. There should be no limitations on him as long as he's healthy. And I, I think he's ready to go. I, I think that he's going to go to double-A, and if he has a good year, people are going to start talking about Spencer. Maybe he's a bullpen guy. And remember, you know, uh, Alex likes to bring along those starters out of the bullpen first. So I think Spencer, especially with the fastball that he's got, c- could be really good in that role. And that would be a good way to get him to at least get his feet a little wet. So I think Spencer Schwellenbach is the one that I'm going to be watching for. I think Richie's going to Richie won't pitch probably until midway or second half of the season. Um, we got to see Murphy. I mean, Murphy's strikeout to nine pitch ratio was excellent last year. I still want to see more development on that breaking ball. But Schwellenbach's older. I'm ready to see him go. I'm kind of I'm kind of ready for him to burst on the scene, and I think Alex is too. Alex really likes Spencer Schwellenbach, and I only saw him one time last spring uh, when he was getting ready for the season, so I'm anxious to see him again this year. Well, he throws, you know, he kisses 100, and so that's yeah. he's kind of the guy that I'm, I wonder, you know, if it hits the fan, he may be a guy that gets a call-up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, um, yeah. One more question before I get off here. Um, are you going to spring training this year? Yes, that's, that's the plan. At least uh, that that's the plan. So yes, probably late in March. I haven't been to the new. I went. Um, I haven't been since it was down at or in Disney World. But yeah, I was considering. I'm, I was thinking about maybe 
trying to hit up some Northport. So I'm, yeah, it's I'm it's not. a it's a great place, and it's around a lot of other places, you know, to go watch games. So it's a lot of fun. You should you'd really enjoy it. Andy, thank you very much. Always great to talk to you. Chuck and Savannah is next. Hey, Chuck, how are you? I'm good, Bill. I tell you, I'm not a big fan of Mayberry RFD. Oh, but God. I wish I'd have saw that episode with Howard catching the fish on the potato salad. It'd have saved you a lot of money and tackle. <laughs> Howard Sprague was a bad character, though, wasn't he? Yes. Oh <laughs> Lord. When how those those I want to tell you so that well, the craziest thing though, and of course this is before Bill, because I wasn't born until 1970. But those colored versions are awful and the worst one ever chuck is when aunt b tried to learn how to fly a plane i'm like you got to be freaking kidding me they were pulling from the bottom of the barrel at that oh point. yeah there there were some they were using triple a double a riders at that point when they decided let's let's make aunt b an airline pilot oh yeah that's a good one yeah <laughs> all right so i'm excited about the braves man uh here we are right on the heels of uh start of spring training and i know we're going to have some regression in offense we're not going to be able to sustain a 501 slugging percentage 276 batting average and 916 rbis however i'm expecting a major uptick in our starting rotation and our bullpen we won 104 games last year with elder basically is our number two starter mm-hmm. i'm gonna go on record right now i really do think we can win 111 games well, if that rotation is as good as I, and I'm with you, I'm with you. And I, you know, I was thinking earlier when we were talking about, someone was talking about the bullpen, you know, Aaron Bummer is a big acquisition of this team. Hell, we gave up five players for him. He He's a big lefty arm in that bullpen that I think could really, really be good. That bullpen is unbelievable. If, if Reynaldo Lopez goes back to that bullpen and you have Mentor, you have Jimenez, you have Pierce Johnson, you have Lopez, you have Tyler Matzik back. My God, I mean, Rossiel Iglesias obviously is the closer. It's an outstanding bullpen. So I'm I'm with you. I think, like, like I said, even if the offense is 85% of what it was and that pitching's better, they're going to eclipse 104. Well, Dylan Lee, he's a stud. There's nowhere for him. Yeah, he's got he's to be healthy. I don't know what his status is, but he's – that's a good question, but you're, you're right. If, if I mean, if he's healthy, he's always been good, right? I mean, he's always been really good. He was hurt a little bit last year, and that was the problem. But I mean, he's you're right. I mean, that's another one. Um, they're they're loaded with the pitching. They really are, and I I can't wait. I, I mean, I'm a pitching guy, so I can't wait. So I'm with you, Chuck. I really am. Well, what's interesting too? Everybody's bashing our our uh, minor league system. But our right-handed pitching side of things is absolutely stacked. Yep. It is. It's it's in great shape. And I think once some of those guys drafted last year get ready and have some time in the minor leagues, it's going to be really important. All right. Uh, glad we had a lot of conversation about Clara and Helen. Tomorrow's question, who should have been Andy's wife or girlfriend? Because Helen ain't going to win that race. You're listening to The Bill Shanks Show.